This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well. That we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening. You're season two. Today's guest is Joe White. Coach White is an assistant coach at Idaho State. We talked to him today about being passion-driven, faith-driven, about being at the right place at the right time, and then to invest in your vision. Hope you enjoy this podcast and look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. I appreciate it. Really appreciate it, Mike. You know, I got excited when uh, you'd reached out. And uh, glad we could work together to make this work. For sure, man. I, I uh, you know, talking here beforehand, excited for what's going on in your life, your career, your calling, all that stuff. And uh, and I'm ready to, to jump into this, man. So here again, thank you for being on. Now, Coach, how were you introduced to the game of basketball? I was introduced at a very, very young age, uh, you know, coming from a family that dealt with poverty we were trying to find ways uh you know to keep ourselves occupied and to keep ourselves busy uh without having to spend a lot of money yeah so you know at a young age uh you know living out uh in the country where we lived uh you know they put as many you know sports and and balls in our hands as possible at all times so we grew up finding ways to stay busy, right? Whether it was playing football, basketball, baseball, those are the three sports I played. But um, that's how I was introduced at a very young age. Uh, you know, and I took it and I knew from day one, uh, that was my, that was my love. It was my first love, no doubt. Uh, you know, got pictures, uh, you know, dating all the way back from when I was just an infant, man. And uh, basketball was in my hands. And, and the older I got, the more I would not let it go. Um so that, that's how I was introduced to it. Fantastic, Coach. So, you know, coming up, you know, how what was your experience like playing the game, you know, whether it was elementary, middle, high, college? What was that like for you? You know, my experience was great. I'm extremely grateful for every, uh, you know, single chapter that I had as a player from uh, – being a baby and, and shooting on the little hoop, uh, you know, to, to being the kid that, uh, you know, was not okay with shooting on the eight foot hoop. I always wanted to shoot on the 10. So as I grew up being a younger dude that was finding ways to throw it up there, you know, I was sacrificing for him to get the shot up, right. Just to to find out later on that was causing me more work. But, uh, you know, I, I've had a great experience. I played, uh, all my life growing up, uh, my, my earlier years, like let's say from high school on, uh, my first three years of high school, I played uh, at Pleasant Hill High School, a very small uh, school outside of Eugene, Oregon, mm-hmm. um, and played for, for a great coach there who, who I have a, a ton of respect for um, and had a very good experience and a lot of success there as a player. Um, grateful for that chapter. And then my, my senior year, I transferred to Thurston High School, played for Doug Piquette, uh, at a much larger high school we were dealing with at the time about uh, approximately 1,500 students, uh, which was over 1,200 more than the previous school I was at. So oh, wow. my senior year really opened up my eyes uh, to what basketball was really like. Yeah. I transferred in, was playing with a, uh, you know, one of the, the best players in America uh, by the name of Andrew Wiley. Um, I think he was ranked like the 17th uh, best shooting guard in, in the class of 2008. Uh, as a 6'7 wing who went on to play at University of Oregon, um, was playing with him and some other really good players. And, uh, you know, I just knew that with my passion for the game, uh, it was a great move. And it wasn't a move that I was planning, right? My parents had split up. And so uh, when they split up, my, my mother had moved into town in, into a trailer park there in, in Springfield. And so moving there with her, uh, it was across the street from Thurston High School. And so, you know, it just made sense uh, that that's where I was going to go to school. Yeah. Uh, had a great experience there. Uh, you know, played for a great coach by the name of Doug Paquette. Uh, we had a, a very successful year, ended up getting third in state. 
uh, here in the state of Oregon. The, the team that won it that year was led by Terrence Jones and Terrence Ross, wow. a couple of great NBA guys Yeah, yeah. Um, at, at Jefferson High. So uh, after high school, I went on to college. Um, I played at Southern Oregon University in NAIA school in the Cascade Collegiate Conference, uh, right, you know, right next to the uh, California border. Yeah. And uh, had a great experience there as well. You know, learned a lot, uh, a lot about life, a lot about basketball. Uh, it was just a great experience for me to move away from home. And uh, grateful for my time there, uh, you know, under the leadership of Brian McDermott, uh, who's still there now. And uh, played my freshman and sophomore year there. Then after my sophomore year, uh, was blessed with an opportunity to sign my professional contract. I left as a sophomore, went overseas. Uh, went and played the second half of the season in uh, South America for Club La Salle, a uh, a club in Guayaquil, Ecuador. Yeah. Um, was there for uh, you know the second half of the season. We had an unbelievable experience. Uh, you know, I was very fortunate. I uh, I teamed up with a, a very good team with very good players, uh, who was also led by a very good coach. Um, and due to that. Uh, we had a great uh, run. You know, we took the team back to the playoffs for the first time in over five years. Ended up uh, advancing all the way to the uh, what they called the national championship. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, we fell short. So we led late in both games, and, and uh, both games uh, we ended up losing. It's a best of three series for the national championship there. Uh, lost it and still bitter about it today. So uh-huh. I'll, I'll end it at that. Uh, but I had returned back and, and – uh, because I was playing at the NAIA level and not the NCAA level, uh, it permitted me to uh, continue my athletic career at Southern Oregon. Nice. So once I had returned, uh, I had finished my junior and season, my junior season and my senior season uh, for Coach McDermott, and then uh, shortly after I graduated. Wow! And that's my playing experience. Wow, Coach, that's. Uh, I appreciate your Spanish pronunciation. Man. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and not bad for a yeah. half Mexican. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am. I am half yeah. Mexican. Yeah. Wow. I just don't yeah. look it. That's cool, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I appreciate it. I'm not half. I'm a whole. So, uh, oh, well, beautiful, but, man. But beautiful. It's all, but it's all good, man. That was great. I was like, it's wow. Todo bien, brother. Todo bien, man. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, when you said, when you, when you pronounced the team, I was like, how's he going to, let's going to say LaSalle? La I was like, yeah, there we go. It's so my my mother would be proud. She's uh, yeah. she's full Mexicana, man. She's native of Mexico. So, wow. uh, you know, a lot awesome. of uh, very, very prideful, uh, you know, about my uh, my Mexican side, no doubt. Cool. Cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Like <laughs> that just that just hit it. I was like, wow. We're on the same court. I got you. So, Coach, yes, you know, you, you talk about your, your experience in playing the game and you talk right. about some of the coaches that you experienced. Yep. And, uh, you know, so who or what influenced you to go into coaching yourself? You know, that's interesting that you, you asked. It's a great question. Uh, you know, I was not ever planning to be a coach, man. I, I run very hot. My energy runs high. Uh, and I just felt like as a player I was able to uh, – you know, maximize my potential. And I was able to, uh, you know, really allow my frustration to be utilized on the court, very aggressive defender, very physical, um, you know, that type of, that type of player. But I never saw it as something that would really translate to coaching. And I remember all my buddies used to always be like, man, you're going to be a great coach one day. You're going to be a great coach. And in my mind, I was like, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to coach. Like all I knew is I wanted to be a professional basketball player. So I was going to pursue that. Uh, and then while pursuing that, I was pursuing law enforcement and I was also, uh, I was in sales. And so like, you know, I had a lot of things going, I was juggling a lot of balls at once. Uh, and then boom, out of nowhere, got offered a, a job opportunity, uh, to get into coaching at the college level. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't need a lot of time to think about it. And the hard part was I was making money and seeing money for the first time in my life. Right. And, and I was doing great in sales and I was fast tracking. I was on the expedited route um, and things were going great. And all of a sudden I'm like, man, this is what it feels like to have money. 
I was in a serious relationship at the time. And, you know, I've never been a materialistic dude. Um, but all of a sudden, like things started to look a little bit nicer to me. Right. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden, right. I got a little bit of money here. If I, if there's something that I want, I can get it. Uh, and it just felt great. I'm not having to rely on other people. Um, you know, there was just, it was nice, but when the opportunity was presented, uh, I literally, uh, needed very, very little time. I just asked, I said, man, can I have this short period of time? And he's like, yeah, no doubt. Uh, and he gave it to me and, uh, you know, I prayed about it a lot. I did. I prayed about it a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I had, uh, talked to, uh, you know, some very important family members of mine, uh, because I was going to be taking a, a, a substantial, uh, pay cut a large, large pay cuts. Yeah. You know, the first job that was offered to me, uh, it was $1,500 every 12 months. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I knew I've never in my life have I been financially driven. I've always been passion driven and, and led by faith. Yeah. And so for me, it made that conversation a little bit easier. It made uh, you know, that prayer a, a little bit easier, right? Cause I was praying for something different than the other cat. Like the other guy's probably praying like, man, I hope they find a way to find more money for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I was praying like, God, I hope that you make it clear that this is the right step I take in my life. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and shortly after I got into it, you know, but I, I gotta be honest, like in terms of people, uh, you know, that, that really influenced me, I would say, you know, my teammates, uh, growing up, um, you know, I would say the coaches that I was fortunate enough to play for, uh, again, great coaches, successful coaches, but most importantly, great men, yeah. you know, great men that led by example, uh, men that, that, uh, you know, really wrapped their arms around you and, and took care of you as a loved one and, and wanted to show you the right path. Um, and, and for me, that's what I needed because I wasn't always around my parents, right? There was a lot of, uh, you know, struggle. And, and with that, you know, my dad was working, uh, you know, six plus months out of the year out of state. He was a seasonal worker wow. and, uh, you know, my mother wasn't always there. And so grateful for both of them, love them to death, rest in peace to my father. But all that being said, like, it wasn't one of those things where I knew at an early age being a coach's son, no, that wasn't it. Like I wasn't a coach's son. It wasn't just handed to me on what I, what I needed or what I should do in terms of coaching. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, I, I, greatly appreciated the leadership of the coaches that I played for. Um, and, and even with that, it was, it took time for me to realize this could really seriously be the route that God is choosing for me in my life. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, that's more uh, of where the influence came from. Um, you know, but, uh, outside of that, it, you know, no additional, you know, I didn't have great mentors in terms of like college coaches that were like, Hey, Joe, you should be a college basketball coach one day. Yeah, It, it wasn't like that. It was more like, you know, when I'm, when I said that prayer, man, to, to, to move away from the money and move away from the comfort to take on this opportunity in a state that I had never lived in, uh, and coaching for a coach that I had never coached with, uh, God made it clear. And next yeah. thing you know, uh, you know, I packed up the crib, uh, you know, hopped in the U-Haul and, uh, you know, moved, uh, from state to state. And, uh, you know, that's how it all got started. So it's like learning to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's how you kind of, uh, sometimes know what route you should go because it's challenging you. But right when you're, when you, kind of we talked about this earlier about channeling the right sources, yep. When you channel the right source and you have your faith and you're more than anything, your trust, because a lot of people say, I've got faith. I've, and it, Absolutely. But you got to really trust. Right. And that trust, uh, man, it leads you to the, to the right choices, regardless of what, right. regardless of what it looks like. And, uh, right. so yeah, man, I, I, you know, that your story of taking the pay cut kind of on the fast lane prior to that, uh, man, that, right. that's, that's, I, completely sympathize with that. Cause that's a lot of what was going on in, in my life too. So I completely sympathize with that. I don't, I, I feel what you're saying because so many people say, why, why are you doing that? Aren't you right worried or aren't you fearful? Or, you know, and I dealt with a lot of that, Yeah. you know, uh, to be honest, like, you know, some of the people, uh, that I had wanted to talk to about the decision that I saw myself making, 
they didn't understand, right? They, they're exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, my mom, my mom or, or, or different parts of the family, like me, you know, like you, you, you've done great. You graduated. Now you're able to, you know, really work for yourself and, and, and make money. And, and I'm like thinking in my head, yeah, you know what mom's like, I appreciate that and, and different family members, but I had just felt drawn to the opportunity. I really felt called uh, to the opportunity that was presented to me. And, um, you know, when that, when that calling came and I took it, uh, it, it's never been so clear to me about something. Right. And so luckily I had my brother that told me, uh, on top of all the prayer, like, you know, bro, you got to take it. You know, if you ever need anything, I got you. And, and that's all I needed to hear. Right. Because on top of the prayer and then, then my blood brother, uh, you know, let me know, like, don't trip on that. It, it may only be, uh, you know, 1500 every 12 months, but I got you. If you're really worried about something, I got you. And I said, no, 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 I'm not leaning on him for finances or anything like that. But it's just good to know, like between that and between, uh, you know, between the word that I had spoken to me, uh, and made so clear to me that I was making the right decision. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, that's how it all started. And, uh, you know, I'm extremely grateful for, for everybody that influenced, uh, you know, my decision, uh, along the way. That's great coach, because there's, uh, I don't know. We we some we all want to lead on lean on our support system. Uh, they right. they mean well and they love us. Right. But they're not always right. right you know. And I think and I think that's Absolutely. there's a real fine line there. And but if you're again sourcing, if you get the right source for for wisdom, for guidance, for the right. for the blueprint, and you trust it, yep. you can go with it, and, and you'll be fine. Don't don't. Uh, How's it go? Don't lean into your own understanding uh, because you're not that smart. I mean, none of us are to see. Amen what, to that. Yeah, we're not smart enough to see the future. That's for darn sure. If we were, we'd probably, right. probably be billionaires. But, Coach, I would ask you then, you know, your first opportunity as a coach, do you have a memorable moment yep. that you, you can recall? Like, okay, this is it. I'm coaching. This is, this is it right here. Do you have anything like that? You know, it all started, um, you know, when I had arrived in Tacoma, uh, I started my coaching career at Tacoma Community College. Uh-huh. It's a, uh, a very successful, uh, by tradition, uh, NWAC school in Washington State, just a, you know, 30, 45 minutes uh, south of Seattle, Washington. And um, when I had got there for the first time, uh, I had butterflies, man. Like, I felt really, really excited about walking into this gym. And it was just so natural. As soon as I stepped in the gym, they were playing open gym, really fast-paced, uh, exciting basketball. Um, and I just naturally, I walked in, hit the hit the clap and the Ric Flair, woo! And, <laughs> and that was that was the start, man. I'll never yeah. forget it. You know, uh, it, it just like I knew I was in my element, yeah. right? And yeah. I knew it was time, right? And anything, anyone that knows anything about me, man, when I commit to something. Uh, I, I go 110% at whatever it is I commit to. And so, uh, you know, when I, when I showed up there, man, it was, uh, it was a loud and proud, uh, you know, release of excitement. Awesome, man. That's, that's great. It's a great story because then you're, uh, I don't know, there's, when you receive a certain amount of affirmation, you get yep. this, you get this elation, and I'm not gonna go. All, I'm not gonna go through all the emotions, <laughs> but you know, I'm right. trying to preach a sermon. But you know, to be elated about something, to really feel like you fit the piece of the puzzle in the right spot, you have no right. choice but to to just rejoice and get excited. Like that's yeah. Amen to that. That's great stuff, dude. So, coach, how did your time there, you know, at, at the JUCO level, enrich your career? Because I've, you know, just earlier today, I interviewed a JUCO coach, and I have a lot of love for JUCO coaches because I know the intricacies and some of the challenges that come along with right. that. So how did that right. enrich your career, Coach? Well, I, I appreciate you asking. You know, the, the JUCO level as a whole is very, very special to me, uh, you know, partially because it's where my career started but also because of the amount of lives you're able to impact, you know, being in the two year system, uh, you know, you're reloading every year. And so, um, you get a lot of new faces. Right. And, uh, I would say that, that my time at the junior college level, um, 
really, really prepared me uh, for anything that could possibly be seen. Uh, <laughs> I say that uh, broadly. I say it vaguely. But what I mean, I mean that wholeheartedly. My five years junior college level introduced me to anything that could possibly be seen in this business. Um, you know, and, and uh, I loved it. You know, um, a lot of a lot of kids that are um, longing for help. You know, a lot of kids that are uh, seeking guidance uh, as opposed to, you know, the kid that's got the meal ticket already and is going to a blue blood division one, uh, where he knows he's a lotto pick, right? No, no, that's not it, man. The Juco level, uh, you got a lot of, you know, a lot of guys, uh, that are trying to make it, whether they were under recruited, whether their academics, uh, didn't permit them to go into the NCAA level. Um, you know, whether, uh, you know, they had a, a, you know, situation occur that, that, uh, you know, altered their, their initial plans or their career or whether it was injury. There's just a lot of different factors that put kids at the junior college level. Um, but I would say that my time there, um, really prepared me, you know, for, for this level, uh, you know, and, and I'm a sponge, you know, I gotta be honest. Like I try to soak up as much information from everyone and anyone possible, uh, you know, I by no means feel like I've made it because at the yeah. end of the day, man, like my mentality, uh, I, I'm starving as if I don't got a meal tomorrow. Yeah. Like that's just the way that I came up. And so for me, that's just the way that the grind is, you know? And, and so, um, with the Juco level, man, like, you know, we were blessed with, with great success, uh, you know, um, at, at different times in my Juco career, uh, you know, we took over a program that was traditionally very rich. Uh, but when we took them over, they were, uh, they were very much struggling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think our, my first year there, we, we won nine games. And uh, by year three, we were playing for the, the NWAC championship. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, grateful for that experience and every, uh, you know, everyone that played a role in it, every player, every coach. Um, and then, you know, due to the success there, it started to open up some opportunities elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, be, being from Eugene, Oregon, um, you know, I was very fortunate to have an opportunity to return home as an assistant at Lane Community College uh, for a guy by the name of Bruce Chafka, who was the head coach, who I, I greatly uh, respect. He's a, a very, very good friend of mine. Um, you know, he, he's the kind of guy, he'll be at my wedding in August, uh, God, God permitting and God willing yeah. um, that everything plays out the way that we, uh, you know, have it in mind. But, uh, you know, moved home, uh, you know, took a, uh, got a pay raise out of it, uh, but he really took me, you know, kind of took me in and uh, I needed to move home at the time so I could take care of some things, you know, uh, whether it be with my family, uh, whether it was a, a business that I had started. Um, there was a couple different things that really, uh, you know, made it, uh, you know, very obvious uh, that it was the right decision. Um, and then the opportunity to, to, you know, to get some new leadership. Uh, from the head coaching standpoint, uh, was was absolutely necessary, and and uh, I'm great that it, it played out the way that it. I'm grateful it played out the way that it did. So, you know, I was there for for uh, one year as an assistant at Lane Community College in Eugene. Uh, we had some very very talented players. Uh, you know, some guys that that led the entire um, NWAC Junior College Conference. Uh, in stats, you know, whether it was Trey Holland who uh, led the NWAC in assists per per game. Um, we had Kyler Kelly, uh, who's now a two-year starter, uh, who's preparing for the NBA draft. He went and played for Wayne Tinkle at uh, Oregon State University. He, wow. he set the all-time shot blocking record there. Um, you know, he, he's a very skilled seven-footer. Uh, but it, it just, you know, it really um, advanced my career uh, in terms of relationships that were beginning to develop yeah. because of the players I was starting to get, um, you know, in touch with and uh, get to commit to us. You know, another big thing that, that played a role, uh, you know, was when I took that opportunity, uh, the, the NWAC schools at the time in the uh, state of Washington, they could only offer partial uh, scholarships. Okay. Uh, if I recall correctly, 65% of tuition. So you were really having to be like a magician in terms of like, 
you know, piecing together financial aid, uh, work study, pale scholarship, you know, just all these different things that made it very tough at times um, to get the players that, you know, that we were recruiting. Uh, Luckily, you know, through relationships and and, and faith and work ethic, we still got some very, very good players that that led us all the way to the the championship game. Uh, But with that, when I moved to, to the state of Oregon, now we were able to offer full tuition waivers. Nice. Then you're able to offer, you know, the, the full Pell Grant on top of that. So now you get the kid that has the right situation that's now essentially able to get very close to uh, a full ride. And yeah. so some of the kids that I was missing on when I was in the state of Washington, I was not. I was now able to get. Um, and what it did is it, it really put us in position to be very, very good in year two. Yeah. Uh, I think in year one we'd only won 12 games or something like that. Um, it was a very, you know, very, uh, challenging season for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but God made it very clear that I was, you know, in the right place at the right time. And so, uh, you know, we, we concluded our season and, uh, the head coach, coach Chafka, uh, informed me that he, you know, was going to be moving on to another opportunity. Uh, and he did, he, he is now in a great situation at Northeastern Oklahoma, a&M Junior College, uh, they just won, um, you know, back-to-back conference championships uh, led by Rudy Williams, who I believe went to Kansas State. Like, he's in a very good situation yeah. uh, working for Coach Jackson there. So when he left, um, you know, the athletic director by the name of Greg Sheely, uh, who I consider a good friend, we talk, um, you know, occasionally. He's checking in, I'm checking in. Um and he had offered me the job and uh i could not have been any more excited man i remember like falling to my knees and just being like yes like yes i i accept this uh you know job and just like you know put throwing my hands up in the air like thank you jesus in my <laughs> athletic director's office man and it's just it, it is the way that it is you know and, and i love yeah. to share this story i haven't had the opportunity to to share all of it but you know when you had uh, contacted me, I figured, you know, what a great opportunity uh, to kind of shine light on some different things that have played a role throughout my career so far. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we, we got rolling right away. You know, I, I again, I was blessed with, with great players. Um, and I was blessed with guys that wanted to be a part of the vision, Yeah. you know, and the vision was, was very clear cut and dry from day one. I, it was going to be a faith led program. Wow. And I was at a public institution, so I could not be out. I couldn't out. I couldn't be out there preaching the word of God. I couldn't be handing Bibles out. But what I could do is I could use the the word faith as openly as I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know what? What a blessing, man! Like everyone's everyone's impacting lives in different ways. I'm looking for dudes that have a strong faith or dudes that want to strengthen their faith. Yeah. Their faith that was even more important to me because those were the type of dudes that I knew that I could impact the most. Yeah. And so, uh, again, we got great players, uh, and a great staff. I was very fortunate for guys that, that believed in what I was envisioning. Uh, and the next thing, you know, um, we're rolling into March, uh, and we're in the final four after winning a, a uh, Southern region championship, uh, led by Tarek cool, who was our, our conference MVP, uh, who ended up coming here to Idaho State and started all 30 games for us last year. Wow. Um, yeah, so, you know, T. Cool and I, we came over here, um, and uh, then we're in the Final Four and ended up 27-4 and four and, and lost to a, a very good team that ended up going on and winning the, the NY Championship. So, uh, you know, that off that uh, off season, I was at the, the Final Four and, uh, you know, met up with Coach Looney, uh, who I had the utmost respect for. And, uh, you know, he explained to me his current situation and, and that uh, there was a very good chance that he got this job and that if he got it, he wanted to know if I was in. Nice. And when he asked me that, I never lost eye contact. That was his opening yeah. sentence, something along those lines. And, and I just remember looking him in the eyes and being like, yes, coach. Yes, I'm in. Like, wow. I didn't think, I did not think, do I need to, you know, am I, is, is my house going to sell in time? Cause my, my fiance and I had bought a house in Eugene because we were planning on being there long-term. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't thinking, uh, you know, is my AD going to be okay with me resigning? I wasn't thinking like, 
you know, anything like that. Do I need to talk to my family, make sure everyone's straight, and, 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 you know, before I move on? It was God, God made it clear, boom, son, you are prepared. Now take this opportunity. And so I just remember looking him in the eyes without breaking eye contact and being like, yes, coach. And then we sat down, we chopped it up for, for X amount of time. And uh, shortly after that, he got offered the job and, and uh, hired me right after. Wow, coach. You know, <laughs> it's, it, you know then you're, you're saying a lot in that uh, those of us, you know, who are listening and maybe feel like in our lives, there needs to be a pivot, if you will. Cause that's the kind of, yep. that's kind of the buzzword right now, pivot, right? Right. And, yep. But we've been dealing with pivoting, pivoting since elementary school. Uh, but right. you know, when you think about it though, it really is important to always make sure that you really are so self-aware, uh, in that when an opportunity comes, uh, you don't pass it up if you're not supposed to. Right. But how do you know? Right. But how do you know that? Right. Like, how do we know if it's the right thing? How do we know? And right. that's where you build that trust with your source. And, uh, and, Amen. And, and that's exactly how I'll put it, because without that source, you don't, you know, whatever your source is, you know, I, 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 I you I, know I, what mine is, but I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I go across the board and, and, right. and, and I'm, and I'm here again. We're not, we're not here to preach. But I'm right. here, but I'm here to bring you good news in that if you've got if you got the right source, man, there should be no doubts of what you're headed to and what what you're headed towards and who you're headed for. And so well, uh, I appreciate yeah, that a that's, lot. That's Thank great. you so much. Uh, that's great stuff, man. And and I, you know, I just you see these opportunities, and I would you know challenge every coach out there and every aspiring coach that you don't pass the basketball opportunities. You don't in this in this profession. If you right. if you get one and you know you're ready, because that's what you gotta have that awareness too to say, hey, yeah, I, I've been, I've been ready, or whatever. Right. To just take it, take it, figure the right. re- figure the rest out later. Uh, it's kind of how my dad always taught me that, man. You get a great opportunity, say yes, figure out the rest later. Uh, <laughs> I like that. You know, I and, like that. And and it and it you know that's. That's in terms of your career. Like when it comes to my family, right. my kids, and my wife, yeah, that's a little different. Uh, it's not just yes and then whatever. She'll just deal with it. Right. Like, nah. It, it, <laughs> right. it, but, Coach, I, you know, I feel silly asking this question because I'm not sure you have any regrets. But if you could be candid and, and, and really candid with us, because we all say, well, I wouldn't change anything because it helped me to be right. where I'm at today. But there always is something that if we could go back and change it, we would. And maybe there's that one thing or those 10 things or those, well, you know, whatever, but coach, right. is there, is there, do you have any regrets in your career that, uh, that you would go back and change? And, and if so, why? You know, I think, uh, this is a great question. And I, and I love you asking it, you know, I think the experience, um, that I'm going to speak about, uh, is actually on the playing side, if you, yeah. if you don't mind. No, so no. when I had completed uh, that season in, in Guayaquil, uh, I had the opportunity to stay and play and to uh, you know, sign a, an additional contract. And it was so neat because the, the league that I was playing in, uh, there was an upcoming league, um, the NBL. And what would happen was those coaches were coming and they were – picking, you know, hand picking the best players off of the, uh, the tournament teams. Yeah. And so, uh, the, the thing was I had told my father, uh, you know, and I didn't share this earlier, but my, my father had passed away, uh, just before I, I took the opportunity to go overseas. Yeah. Um, and so at the age of 20, when he had passed away, I remember telling him because I, I knew my dream, my dream was to be a professional basketball player and travel the world. Uh, and I, it dates all the way back to being a kid, you know, when they, you know, like kindergarten, they ask you like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, uh, I just remember always saying, you know, professional basketball player. And, uh, so funny there was, you know, like an assignment or I don't know, second or third grade where they had asked and my mom actually saved that. Uh, so it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) It was like professional basketball player. Um, and so for me, you know, I was always very driven by that. You know, it wasn't a matter of, 
if it was a matter of when, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. through trials and tribulations, uh, I knew that one way or the other it worked. And so I think, you know, the reason I speak on this is because I told my dad, you know, before he had passed away that before I pursued my, my professional career long run, I would get my degree, yeah, my undergrad. And so little did I know that shortly after that, my father was going to pass away. And then shortly after that, I was going to be presented with the, the dream come true opportunity to go play overseas. And so I took the opportunity, but when the opportunity ended, I simply thought, okay, well now I'll return home and finish my undergrad. And then when that's done, I'll sign an, a professional contract. If yeah. I'm a sophomore playing professionally, why, why would I not be a better player as a senior and then go play professionally? Like, yeah. right. Like in my mind, it made sense. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I, I hate to use the word regret. I don't think I truly have any in this, in this, you know, in, in this journey uh, with basketball, but in terms of those type of decisions or, or where I potentially made the wrong decision, I don't think that's necessarily the case, but, you know, you had kind of asked to, to find something to speak on. This is what came to my heart naturally when you asked. Um, and, and so, you know, I had returned. I finished my, my junior and senior year. Then I signed with a, an agent. Um, for the next year, I had multiple professional contracts, didn't land a spot on a roster with either of them. And then I signed uh, that, that contract was in uh, Bonn, Germany. And then this, when that contract expired uh, with that agent, I signed with a new agent in uh, Madrid, Spain. Yeah. And uh, I was with that agent for, for a year uh, or just under actually. And uh, had a couple more opportunities, you know, for, for tryouts and, and for whatever reason, it wasn't in God's plan. And so uh, I didn't land another contract. And, and I thought, to be honest, I thought two of those uh, tryouts, I thought it was a no-brainer. Like, I, I thought I could not have possibly have performed any better. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I felt anxious to hear, uh, you know, but it, it never worked. The most, you know, most, uh, you know, the one that felt best was I was, uh, I had this tryout um, in Culiacan, Sinaloa. Uh, wow. where my mother's actually from. Yeah. Wow. And so, uh, I was down there, uh, and I had tried out for the, uh, Los Caballeros yeah. and, uh, the professional team there. And, uh, I had played, I mean, uh, phenomenal, man. I, I remember I missed my first three. I made my next 34 transition threes in a row. Wow. And, uh, I, I had felt so good about it, man. The whole workout was, everything was going great. Um, and, you know, they had, uh, their professional team, uh, the head coach was, was out of town and wasn't going to be back until, uh, the following week. And so I was there with the, uh, like the GM per se. And, uh, so my agent was like, well, you need to fly home. And then if they really want you, they'll fly you back. That's the way it works. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, like respect. I, I get it. Let's do this. So I headed home with the mindset that I was going to get contact in the next couple of days. Um, well, needless to say, uh, I never got contacted again. Wow. So, uh, you know, it hurt. It was painful. It, it literally, it, it wore on me so heavily for so long. Cause then my thought was, well, why wouldn't I have not just stayed? Why would I have not just stayed the next four days and then met with the head coach, uh, and the GM in person yeah. that week? Right. And so that's what my mind was thinking. But the business side, my, my agent was like, no, you got to return home. They want you They will fly you back. And, uh, so, you know, it is what it is. But, um, so I think, you know, maybe the one regret was, was returning home, uh, to finish my undergrad. And when I could have stayed there, continued my professional career and then came home and, and finished, uh, my schooling. Yeah. But in my mind, I was doing what I, what I thought was right. I was doing what I told my father I was going to do as I knew all of a sudden, Hey, this professional thing is real. Like you're going to have a chance to really do this. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, I'll go finish that undergrad and then I'll make a life of it. Right. I'll travel the world. I love traveling. Um, and, and so it just didn't play out that way. It wasn't in the cars that were, uh, you know, dealt to me type thing. You know, I, you know, I've, uh, I've just interjected that question lately in my last couple of uh, interviews only because I've, myself 
I do I reflect yep. and I think, man, coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, For sure. like, no doubt, like, you know, I, I just celebrated me and my wife celebrated 17 years. And so I think I go back and I think a lot about how could I be better? How have I gotten better? I always think right. kind of the upside where, where's my improvements? Uh, what, right. what could, but then I think what more could I have done? Uh, what, right. what, what do I regret not doing or, you know, all those right. things. And so I interjected that question because I just really feel like, I like that. Yeah. Like we, 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 we really as coaches because we're human beings too. Uh, there's, yep. a, there's a lot of things that we could look back on and say, man, I, I do regret that. And it's, it's, vulner right. it's vulnerability and, and it's, it's in order sometimes because that's part of our, humility i think too uh that we're not right we're not just uh you know so excited have high energy so positive right we're vulnerable too but we have balance in, in that yeah in that uh we're even keel everything we teach our players to be right we, right we, right we've got to be that as well if we want them to open For up sure. to us and be vulnerable we've got to do right. the same in a sense and no, so yeah i man. agree but I appreciate you answering that so so candidly because that's uh, that's probably not going to be a lot of people's favorite question, but it's going to be. You know, I think it's important, man, to, to really process it, right? Like I don't tell people yeah. that uh, that often because I'm not really asked anymore, especially being so many years out of playing. Uh, but I held on to that for a long time. Yeah, I really held on to that because I beat myself up over it, right? I was thinking yeah. like, well, if I'd have known it was going to play out like this, why would I have not just stayed? Yeah. Right. I could have stayed and played and then came home and got it. Uh, you know, I, I better say this. I have one other regret. We were tied up with a couple minutes to go in the final four, my, uh, my year as a head coach at lane. And, uh, I knew in my mind, I wanted to switch up my defense that I hadn't shown, uh, all game. Uh, -huh. uh and my stubbornness did not allow me to make that adjustment uh, and I still beat myself up over it because I had prepared myself mentally that if we were in a similar situation that we were in late in the game, I was going to bring out my extended one, three, one, uh, oh, that I wow. felt would have helped. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't do it, yeah. uh, because we were very good defensively. Um, I, I, you know, I, I stayed true, uh, to our aggressive man to man with some, you know, some, uh, subtle adjustments and, uh, I beat myself up over that. So now that I've really processed it, you know what? I had one as a player for you and one as a coach. Wow. I still feel if I'd have made that adjustment, uh, we'd have won the championship because the team that, that lost in the championship, we had already beat by, uh, I think, close to maybe 15 points or something yeah. earlier in the year. And we were playing our best basketball late. So I felt we were right there. And, and uh, you know, I couldn't talk myself into making the change as a coach. So wow. that's uh, – I definitely regret that one, man. I, yeah. I had to share that too. You know, I have a <laughs> – I have a regret too, believe it or not, but it it, it also involves a one three one, man. I love <laughs> I, I, I love that doggone defense when I have size, right? Because yep. you could cover so much room. The only place you sure. have a hard time covering is short corners at times, and right. those and those that's the shot we would have permitted. Yeah, yeah, the corner threes too. Right, and that's yep. that's yeah, that's I tried to stay, you know, because I had at the time, man, I had a six nine long oh, wow. seven foot four wingspan at the top wow. of the, at the top of the key just kill, yep. killing the guards they couldn't see anything yep. six yep. six eight right in the middle i mean i had I wow had my, i had my point guard at the bottom just looking to catch an easy rebound and get out on the break you know right kind of that yep. mindset and yeah my stubbornness got me <laughs> and, 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 and you know, honest to god man, yeah, it, man. So yeah. I, I can relate to that completely man i that's really funny, can. you know, and I haven't shared that part with a lot of people. Uh, you know, people always ask, what adjustments would you have made? And, you know, I, I simply, you know, you take uh, as a coach, um, you know, you win and, and you give all the credit to the players. Yeah. You lose and you take all you take all the blame. Yeah. And so for me, you know, it was it was pretty simple. We lost the game. There's a lot of things I could have done better. Uh, you know, all about all about evaluate myself and, and break down the film and, and see what all we could have done different. But, um that right there, man, I beat myself up for not going to it because my gut, uh, told me to go to it, but my mind talked me out of it. 
And I know one thing I know in life, man, is your gut doesn't lie to you. Yeah, uh, you know, because true. that gut, that, that's that someone else talking to you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we were talking yeah, earlier yeah. and, uh, and I didn't go to it being in the moment. And, uh, that's definitely a regret, man. Yeah. No, that's so funny, man. It, it about our regrets as a coach involve a one. Time <laughs> I should, I should, I should have reached out to John Beeline, man. He, he's <laughs> no a master kidding. of that one, three, one. For sure. Oh man. For sure. Good stuff. Coach. I, I, I want to ask you, Coach, because, you know, working with young people, especially now, yep. nowadays in the, the culture and the uh, yep. the climate that we're in socially, there's so much right. out there. I mean, there's just so much. And we have an opportunity to be mentors, teachers, father figures, big brothers, however, yep. you know, big sisters, wh- whatever we're going to become to them yep. in their journey. So yep. what, what excites you about working with young people? You know, I get really excited about the opportunity to to impact and and help change lives. Yeah. You know, my calling is to impact positively impact as many young men as possible uh, while I am called to coach. And so, uh, it's very much so a relationship uh, based business, and that's yeah. right up my alley. You know, is making sure that uh, I'm doing everything in my power uh, to to help these young men grow right you know especially like the incoming freshmen like i used to always talk and it was a head coach being an in-home visit you know my job is to help uh your boy grow into a man the the kind of man that you are are proud of so when he comes home you notice the difference because as a head coach or now as an assistant like we want to impact their lives to help them become the best brother (laughs) the best father and the best husband possible yeah right and so uh, we are life coaches more than we are basketball coaches, in my opinion, because true, what true. we give to our young men, this is what they're going to uh, take forward with them the rest of their life, right? They're not going to remember a lot of wins and losses, but they're going to really, 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 really remember how you made them feel and what you taught them and how you led them. Yeah. And so for me, um, you know, I'm just excited about continuing to be able to impact as many lives as possible, being at the four-year level, um, you know, I, I'm noticing, you know, some different things and, and, and constantly learning. And, and my hope is that I can just continue to compile as much information as possible and, and impact and share as much as I can, uh, with the more information and experiences that I get along the way. Coach, I like what you said about, you know, kind of this being the relationship business because it is. Yep. And then it's so true because especially right now in this time of, you know, uh, quarantine and, you know, coaches, right. coaches not being to be able to know when they're going to get out to see a player for the, as, right. especially for the 21 class, because the 2020 class, that's almost a wash already. You either have them or you don't. Right. A lot of kids that didn't get the opportunity that they deserved, um, you know, for that late showing that, that uh, late exposure yeah. uh, portion of the calendar, you know, with that being taken from them, I, I really feel uh, heavily for a lot of young men that, that were excited about that opportunity and had prepared themselves for it. Yeah. So the, so the relationships matter so much because now you've got to trust other people's eyes to an extent. For sure. And and you've got to trust people that you've leaned on before to say, Hey, I know you're a good evaluator. I know, you know, if this kid can bring something to the table and then, and then of course you go to the relationship with the player uh, and that all comes to fruition or does it? But yeah, you're right. right. The relationship aspect of this game and this sport and athletics overall is was why I do what I do too. Because I just for sure I, I love connecting with people. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said. I'm that. with you. And yeah, and I'm, I'm with you 100 percent there. I you know I was always uh, doing my very very best. You know all uh, all 31 games and all you know nine months as a head coach. Uh, I, I take a lot of pride, man. My players, you know, refer to me as a, as a player's coach, right? A relationship guy. Like yeah. they would be pride, you know, they would be proud to talk about how strong our relationship was and how much more it was than basketball. Um, basketball is great, but at the end of the day, there is a day in our lives where that ball stops bouncing as a player, whether you're incredible and you play till 40, like the best in the NBA, uh, or, or whether you're, you know, a guy that doesn't get to play past college uh that ball stops bouncing and and that relationship continues yeah no for sure that's that's why it's so important because 
uh, I don't know, heard a coach put it one time, uh, you have to show your players the whole menu of what's going on. You can't just show them the playing part of it. And because a lot of times they feel like they're being used or they're means to an end, so to speak. Right. I mean, you got to win. Don't get me wrong. You got to bring a team For together sure. and, and construct a winning program. That's what you Everybody right. has to do that. That's a given. However, right. uh, you do want them, you want to add value into their lives as well, not just them coming and adding value to your bottom line. And so right. that's so super important. That's where the relationships really uh, become genuine and authentic. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, good stuff, man. So, Coach, I would ask you, because there's a lot of sacrifices that take place in every journey in life. Oh, especially, I like this question. <laughs> but especially coaches. <laughs> there's a lot of sacrifice that takes place. And you kind of brought up, yep. brought up a financial one early on. But I, w- yep. I would ask you, Coach, what have you sacrificed or invested to be where you're at today? Yeah, no, that's a, uh, that is such a good question. And, uh, you know, I'll try not to, uh, ramble on for a long time. <laughs> uh, you know, I like this question because, uh, internally I had a vision that, uh, you know, the, the vision and the calling was, was brought to me, if that makes sense. And so, uh, you know, when I understood that and I embraced that, uh, a lot of things no longer made uh, you know, made me think about decisions that others would typically think about. Right. So like, you know, the financial part, I take this job, uh, at 24 years old, making 1500 every 12 months. And people are thinking like, what are you doing? Like you're, you're not going to be able to survive. Yeah. And one thing that, you know, about me, man, survivors survive regardless of the financial situation, True. right? Because you don't, you don't think about, you know, the money you, you think about what can I do to survive? Right. And, uh, and what I mean by that is like, it, you know, whether it was, man, I turned in cans, I recycled cans for 10 cents a can, uh, five cents a can all the way until I got this job at Idaho state at, at 30 years old. Wow. Right. And so that's the type of dude that I was, man. I was calling people, texting people. I didn't care where you were. You leave your cans out. Please shave them for me. I'll drive. Don't worry about the gas. I'll drive them in the back of my truck and, and I'll go turn those cans in. So I got gas money to be able to invest in myself, to go recruit wherever I want to on the West coast. Wow. And so, um, you know, I, I think that I've, I've sacrificed a lot. You know, I, I took a phone call earlier today that, that, you know, guy was kind of picking my brain, a Southern Oregon alum who I just got uh, put in touch with. And, um, you know, he was kind of picking my brain on some things. And and next thing I know, man, God was preaching and I was rattling some stuff off. And he's like, man, you, you really went through some stuff to get there. And and I was like, you know what, man, but God won't put me through anything. He won't get me through. And so for me, when I wasn't tripping on the finances, man, when I didn't have that vehicle to to go make an, you know, an attractive in-home visit, I was driving a 99 Chevy S10 long debt. Here's why I had a long debt because I slept in the back of my truck on the recruiting road. Wow. So every day that I was out on the trail, that's how I started building a reputation early on Yeah. was I knew when I got in the business, I wanted to lock down Seattle to San Diego on the I-5 corridor. Wow. So I would drive up and down the interstate and I would just sleep in the back of my truck. Um, wow. And then the money that I would make along the way, whether it was, you know, doing odd end jobs, uh, you know, landscaping. I did a lot of landscaping when I was younger. Um, I, I worked at foster farms that, you know, the chicken farm, yeah. uh, you know, I, uh, my dad was a cement mason. So I did, you know, a lot of cement work, um, you know, whatever that stuff was, I never got money and then thought like, Oh, what am I saving this for one day? Materialistic wise? No, I thought, how can I reinvest this into my journey, into my vision? Yeah. yeah. And so next thing you know, uh, I was starting to get, you know, make a little bit here and there. Well, all of that went straight into the gas tank. All of that went into entry fees into these tournaments. Yeah. And so uh, I just grew a name, man. The, fir- the first five years in the business, I slept in my truck. People, wow. you know, they, people started to catch on, um, you know, because they would show up to the, the basketball tournament and they'd walk by my truck and I'd be sleeping in the back of it. Jeez. Um, but I love, I wouldn't want any other way because if I, I didn't take that route, I wouldn't be where I am today. I got yeah. an appreciation for every penny. If I see a penny on the ground, I pick the penny up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If I see a can on the ground, I pick the can up. Yeah. And so, 
um, you know, my, my Chevy, you know, 99S10, it, it had a cracked front windshield. So I was getting pulled over once or twice a year and get the same warning every time, <laughs> right? Hey, you need yeah, to get your windshield yeah. fixed. Well, that same Chevy, you know, that same 99S10, uh, my, my last uh, three years of driving it, it didn't have heat or air conditioner. Wow. So I had very, very cold winters and very, very hot summers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and it was one of those things, man, like it was beat up. It was a hand-me-down vehicle for my for my brother. But I was grateful for it because it got me from point A to point B and allowed me to fulfill my purpose. Yeah. And my purpose was to cover ground and, and impact as many lives as possible. Yeah. So I think I really, you know, I think I really sacrificed a lot financially. I never wanted to, hey, what can I go buy a new car? No, I've got a pay raise. I got Idaho State. And then I got another pay raise once I got here. I still haven't went and bought a new car. <laughs> I got a vehicle that I totaled my 99S10. I was driving practice at Lane at about 4.20 in the morning, and I, I slammed into two deer out in the country. Wow. And, uh, you know, being a guy, I could have stayed in the city, you know, um, but I uh, was staying out there because my brother owned a house out there, and I could live there for nearly free. Yeah. And yeah. so— uh, I was staying out there again, trying to save money because the money that I saved allowed me to reinvent my, my vision. And so uh, one day I was driving to practice. We had 5 a.m. practice and boom, you smashed two deer on the way, totaled my truck. I'm talking like all of the above, shoved my fan, my, my radiator, uh, all the way back into the motor, like not wanting to run, but ran just good enough to where I could limp from there all the way to the college. I had about another 20 minutes to go. My, my front, bumper was smashed into my tire and, and on that old truck it was a metal bumper yeah yeah yeah. and uh and so it wasn't like a plastic one that would just rattle off the tire no this was a metal one that was cut and tread wow so i limped in i limped into work i get there i practice we get there with practice i go down to the maintenance shop and they hook a come along to my truck and they pull the fender out of my tire so that i could drive it for the next four or five days <laughs> i get home and my brother's wow. like man what are you doing I said, what do you mean, what am I doing? Like, I'm I'm going about my business. He's like, man, the truck's totaled, bro. Like, you know, you're leaking stuff, and, and you're, you know, you're all dented up now because of the deer, and, oh, and it's hard to drive. And, and I'm like, yeah, but it just makes sense. Like, I'll just continue to drive it till it's no longer drivable, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, anyways, by the by the uh, lessons in time, man, I showed up a few days later, and, and he, uh, he had drove uh, his Cadillac up to the house, and he and, funny story i said hey bro who you know who uh who are we storing the car for like you know just so i can keep a, a heads up if somebody comes into the property out in the country you're kind of hey what's up you know like you guys are coming out of the property to help you i want to have a heads up yeah and he started laughing and he threw me the keys and he said no it's for you whoa and i started laughing i said no bro just tell me who it is so i could tell my fiance sidra and i could keep an eye out for me he said no brother i got you this Wow. And it was an old uh, 2002 Cadillac. Nice. Beautiful, man. Beautiful car. Pearl white. Um, you know, drives like an absolute boat down the interstate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, man, I felt like, thank you, God, what a blessing. Yeah. So I took it and I ran with it. Well, now we get here to Idaho State and all these different things are starting to, you know, fall into place for us and God's continuing to bless us. And people are wondering, Coach White, Coach White why are you driving that car still? And my mind's telling me, well, why would I not be driving this car? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. All that money that I, and now these, these financial uh, promotions, but I go and I just waste it on a car. I'm unable to continue to invest at the level I need to into the vision. Wow. Right? And so, uh, you know, when the time's called and, and it's appropriate, yes, we will upgrade. Um, but right now, I'm not. I'm not tripping on it. Like yeah. I've never, so I think, you know, in a lot of ways, man, I've really sacrificed, um, you know, financially every stop along the way. I had an opportunity before I really move on, uh, that year that I had got the assistant job at Lane community college, uh, that off season, I was offered an assistant position at point Loma Nazarene in San Diego, California, where all my mother's side lives outside of her family that lives in Mexico. Yeah. I was offered a job for approximately 40,000 uh, with coach Looney down there at Point Loma. Yeah. And I turned that job down and everyone's like, what are you doing? Like you, you're turning down a, a $40,000 job and you could live with your family uh, and everything would be good. 
you're turning that down and you're keeping this job that pays you 5000 as an assistant in the NWAC. And so that's where I relied on my faith and my prayer over my family's discussions. Because the family, they're going to make the emotional decision, right? Yeah. You call your family, hey, 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 family, I just got offered a job in your backyard right there in San Diego. I'm moving home. All the family's going to be hooting and hollering and cheering and celebrating and letting me come home. Yeah, yeah. But for me, at the time, I'm a loyal, loyal, loyal dude. I had already committed to helping Coach Chaka at Lane Community College. Regardless of the finances, I had committed. I had given him my word. Yeah. And so uh, I stuck it out. Uh, again, I think, you know, while this is relevant to the question, uh, is because I took a large financial sacrifice, right? I could have yeah. went from five to 40. Yeah. Um, but for me, when you're not financially driven, you know, yes, I'm in a time where I'm starting a family, so finances are more important. I get that. But uh, it's never been one of those things. I've always been willing to sacrifice financially uh, for, for happiness uh, and, um, you know, the right, the right situation. So yeah. uh, I think that probably answered your question pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty yeah. thoroughly. No, that was, that was a great <laughs> breakdown, Coach. I mean, like, I, I'm not a mathematician, but 40 from 5 to 40 – yeah, it's kind of <laughs> substantial. And, you know, those, right. those sacrifices, like, man, you you wouldn't have to pay me much to move my family to San Diego. I'll tell you that much. And, and I'm, not, I'm, not <laughs> from real, right? I'm not even from there. I'm not even from there. But, yeah, no, I, right. I, I hear you. San Diego, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah I, I hear you completely, man. And that's uh, – those stories are why I think I'm I'm always uh, hanging off of the words of, of coaches when I see them in interviews or hear them on podcasts because uh, those stories are what bring hope. And uh, right. those testimonials, if you will, are what build people's faith in their journey. And so, Amen I, to that. so I'm just, I'm thankful that you shared that because that's uh, even, you can, you can feel like you laid it all out bit by bit, but that's good. Cause we need to hear it bit by bit. And uh, so I appreciate now, so that, now, you know, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but, uh, you know, this obviously um, is very exciting and important to me. I want to make it clear. This is, you know, this is the first podcast I've ever been asked to be on. Uh -huh. uh, so for me, uh, you know, I'll probably learn a lot along the way. You know, <laughs> if, if my, my door is closed, but my boss is next door. So he may be like, Joe, those are supposed to be once, you know, one minute answers and you're giving them <laughs> five minute answers. So, you know, my boss, I'm always learning from him. He'll probably give me a hard time if he's still in here. But, uh, uh, you know, it's just exciting for me, uh, you know, to be to be asked uh, to kind of share my story and whatnot. So um, bear with me. I do want to make it clear this is my first one. So uh, I appreciate it, man. This is great so far. Uh, you need to get with your SID. They could coach, <laughs> coach you up on some of that. So now, Coach, yeah. so coach I always ask about legacy because uh, I just, you know, you're, you're just starting. So you got a long ways to go. But I always believe yep. in beginning with the end in mind. Like you see where you, yep. you want to be. Uh, and how you want to be either, you know, respected, uh, yep. you know, revered, maybe. I mean, we don't always think about those things because we just kind of want them to happen organically, if you will. Yeah. Uh, however, yep. uh, we do have to treat people right in the process and we do have to do right, right. by people. And if we're, especially if we're called to it, uh, we, have to, to that. we have to navigate through this thing right. So I would ask you, coach, what would you want to be said about you when your career is all said and done? Great question. I think, you know, for me, um, I want as many young men as possible to refer to me as a life changer. Wow. And wins and losses will come and go. Yeah. I hope to be as successful as possible. And I think, you know, through uh, work ethic and faith, um, God will continue to provide, you know, the, the best opportunities and, and uh, seasons possible. But way more important than that, uh, you know, my my vision, I want to be left as, as a coach that kids refer to as a life changer, yeah. right? And as every chapter closes and every chapter opens and more, more relationships are built, uh, I want to be that coach that kids are forever grateful for. Yeah. I want to be the coach that, that kids really remember when they, they think, and I didn't see light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And I didn't know I could be that good. Yeah. Man, I didn't know that that was real or could be real. 
But thanks to Coach White, I understand my purpose today. I understand my vision today. I am prepared to be a great husband. I am prepared to be a great father. I am a great brother. I understand that. And through all of it, again, being at public institutions where I can't, uh, you know, technically preach, uh, I just hope that God continues to guide me the way that he has so far and allow me to impact as many young men as possible through the word faith. That is what I choose to really use uh, because uh, nobody can tell me that I can't use that word. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so uh, for me, you know, it, it's beautiful. I've learned, you know, from my experiences uh, by using that word, I have a lot more people be interested in what that actually entails to me, as opposed to if I was saying something else that they felt they knew what it meant. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, for me, I think that I've been able to really strengthen a lot of young men and their faith. Uh, and I just asked that, you know, that, uh, I'd be put in positions to continue to impact and encourage and guide as many young men as possible as every season comes and goes. Coach, I thank you so much for your time. It's been, you know, it's been real and enlightening and all that because, you know, yeah, it's your first time doing a podcast, but you're sharing your heart, and that's really what I want. This is uh, and big time. I think every coach does, uh, and I think some coaches are more, more well versed in how they share their heart, and you know, right. don't, don't expound as much as you may feel like you have. But with, for sure, but what you've done, coaches, just spilled out your heart, and that's what we want. So I do appreciate. Well, your I time, appreciate coach. that, Mike. I really do. So, you know, here again, thank you for spending the time and sharing your perspective with us. My man, my pleasure. Uh, thank you for your time. May God bless you, man, and your family. And, and uh, please be in touch anytime. If I can ever help, please let me know. Uh, I would love to continue to build this relationship. Likewise, Coach. Thank you so much.